Hey, Dion. Yep. Hello. Snow. Yeah, the 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 great post twenty twenty storm of twenty twenty one. It's it's like twenty twenty point two. Yeah, it's twenty twenty and one one twelve three hundred and forty one three two hundred and forty fifths. Mm, right. I, I like my one twelve. I like my. I have to say, I like my twenty twenty and one twelve. Right. Twelfth. 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 Is yeah, there an afterpal in there? Twelfth. Sounds elfin. Twelfthish. My chair got squeaky. Twelfthish. Are you picking up my chair squeaking in the background? Uh, I yeah. gotta do something it's about okay. that. It doesn't matter to me. Uh, well, lo-fi and lovely. That's what we're all about. So, so, how much snow are you used to getting? Well, I don't know. We way? usually get pounded. You know, certain times of the year, like everybody was like, "Oh my God, oh my God!" You know, uh, uh, climate change, global warming, because we went through like four or five weeks of oh, yeah, unusually because, warm weather well, through people, January. People don't know the difference cutely enough of uh, the, between uh, climate and weather. So right. They get right. A bit so confused. Yeah, so we had like about five weeks of, you know, unseasonably warm weathers, you know, like mid-50s, you know, through the end of December, mid-end of December through January, and I'm like, well, it does, I'm like, I've seen it, we live in the high desert, it's feast or famine, either we get, you know, it's it's not a matter of how much moisture we get, or it's not it's not a matter of when we get the moisture or how we get the moisture, we're always going to get it, high desert, It's we always go through periods of drought, five, six, seven years, and then we get record years, right? So this probably isn't going to be a record year, but I'm like, no, no, just hold back. I've, I've seen it. I've seen it happen. I mean, yeah, we go through these periods of warm time, warm times, and then we just get pounded. So we're going to probably get, like, pounded right into the middle of May. Um, but, yeah, there's a storm really? over us, and it's just, like, it's hovering over us, and it's and it's dumping. We probably got about two, maybe three inches. We're probably going to get, like, a total of anywhere between five to seven inches by the end of the week. So, I mean, And you know. this has been Reno Weather Chat. Yeah, Reno, Reno, Tahoe. Yeah, it's Capital great for the, the ski Capital season. Radio. We need it. Mm. We have a huge influx of people moving into Reno and the North Valleys because of job opportunities. You know, you got the Tesla factory. You got, uh, you know, Frito-Lay, uh, Switch. Gigafactory. I mean, you have all these huge it's, factories. It's, it's a boom town. Yeah, it is. It's a huge. It's a huge boom town, and so we're. And, and we've talked about it before. Lots of my neck of the woods influence. Yeah. So, so what's going on? It's like you know, everybody. We, the 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 powers that be scream at us. You know, don't be a water waster. You know, conserve water. Water on these days. Yet all the while, they're just like signing off one after another housing project, an apartment project, and, you know, there's 54,000 people that need homes here that don't have homes that are coming in to work, and it's like, well, okay, where's the water going to come from? You're already telling us to conserve. You're already telling us to do what we need to do in order to keep the water and the watersheds that we have full, yet just fast-tracking all this new development, you know? So either we have enough water, you know, the conspiracy in me says we either have more than enough water to do it or we don't have enough water. Wh which is it? It's one or the other. You know, right. we stop lying to us. Tell us what we have. We're all adults. We can do it. I mean, there's people out there. If you really break the law, if you want to, like, water the sidewalk and water the streets, there's people out there that will say, hey, man, can you dial it back? And they're cool with it, you know. But by and large... You know, if I wanted to water my sidewalk one fine Sunday, I, I picture me choosing to do something like that on, like, a lazy Sunday, water my water my sidewalk. It keeps um, the dust down. It keeps the dust down. It cools everything down. I, I think people don't understand how nice it is. I, uh, growing up in Brooklyn, that's something, like, storefronts did back oh, yeah. in the day. Yeah. They, would hose, they would hose out their front, you know. Yeah, so like growing up in Las Vegas, it does. So when we were growing up in Las Vegas, right, during the hottest months, June, July, August, okay, and we'd get 110, 112, 115, 118 degree day temperatures down there, and the sun just beats on one side of the house, right? Well, the natural thing to do was 
the house you can cook you know you can you can cook a roast on the side of the house so you get out there oh, and you hose down that side of the house you cool it off you cool off the stucco so that why that way you're not sleeping in an easy bake oven you know exactly. uh, come when it's time to go to bed exactly and there's something about I, I I like the weather out here. First, first of all, to finish my thought, I wouldn't take too kindly if somebody would to not mind their own business while I was on a lazy Sunday morning hosing down my sidewalk. That that wouldn't be met with uh with with, with a flurry of hospitality. Well, it's on, not, on but part. it's it's all about education and saying, hey, look, you know, we're 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 we want we'd rather grow if you if you got carrots in your garden. Uh, you know, don't tell me. Grow the carrots. You know, there's nothing to grow on a sidewalk. Don't tell me what they, I, I you know what I grow on the sidewalk in a hot summer day on uh, a lazy Sunday I grow my own peace of mind and happiness. Yeah, but you know Please you guys may not have those restrictions there because you're in the Pacific Northwest and well, you guys get a tremendous amount of rain out there. So but we do have deceptively dry summers. People people are surprised when they move out here how dry the summers are and I'm like, well you wouldn't be if you knew because this is what we're looking at. It's it, the grass goes brown. Everything dries out. You get the fires, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You get the fires. fires if it if it was wet all the time. Yeah. And, and I'm and sorry, you know, Dan, unfortunately, I know you could see me on camera. I'm having trouble with all my face holes. Uh, I have a leaky nose, and I have something in my stuck between my two front teeth. Yeah. So but, you know, I'm it's just sorry. seasonal allergies. I mean, every year, you know, I get the uh, get the pounding the pounding headaches behind the eyes. You know, stuff on the road, you know, they put the sand and the, the stuff and the salt out on the road. When it goes dry, it all gets up into the air, the atmosphere. You breathe that in along with the rabbit brush, and it's just a, the perfect storm of, of allergies. There's no way you can fix it. There's you know not a shot helps, for it. Though. You know what helps? And it, uh, you know what helps? Hosing yeah, staying down. inside. Hosing down and staying inside. Right. Uh, to be clear, you don't hose down inside. If anybody's out there taking notes, those are two separate tacks you could take to hose down the outside and to stay inside. And um, I would recommend heavily, uh, highly, both of those things. But uh, it brings to mind, Dion, like I said, you could see me. I think you could see me. Mm -hmm. I, I can't see you. This is, you know, me swinging in the dark here. But have we ever talked about uh, handkerchiefs? Handkerchiefs? Oh, I love them. Okay, so have we? Uh, like, no, no. I, I don't. Okay, I, 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 this face mask thing that we're all looking at. I've all. I, I, I opt for usually nine out of ten times. I opt for just wrapping a bandana around my face. Need be, you know, when I go shopping. The go, outlaw look. So, there's something that never gets old about me going to my bank wearing a bandana around. Well, yeah, so it's okay. So the 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 bandana is like the perfect thing. It's like it says but on one side it says I'm an outlaw. I don't conform to any of your rules, but at the same time I'm conforming to your rules by wearing it. Right, but I want <laughs> you to know. But I want you right. to know. That I'm going to do it on my terms. Exactly. I'm 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 my own man. And uh, I understand that stuff yeah. is happening now, but I'd also just so happen to have one of these handy because I always carry a, a bandana in my back pocket for as long as I can remember. I, I think my dad did it too, and I think my dad actually got me some bandanas at one point. Like, like you know, like that was like part of like stuff that he would make sure I had, and uh, it, it, they're great. They come in for all kinds of they come in handy for all kinds of stuff, and I figured just recently, what if I uh, I went big because because I'm an adventuresome kind of guy I, I, I'm radical I I like to go big or go home actually I like to go big and go home but um I thought and I'm looking at them now what if I got the ultimate in bandana technology and um, it is called a, it, it's the I call it a terrorist scarf and I apologize if that hits anybody the wrong way but it's a uh, kefia do you know what I'm yeah, talking about yeah those are those are super cool yeah I, 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 I want one but where I uh, where I'm on the fence with my uh, kefia how do you mm -hmm. 
You know what I'm talking about. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I know. The desert dwellers, the desert dwellers, Garth, right? Right. And again, I'm not not saying anything bad about the Bedouin. Bedouin, maybe the Bedouins. Where the Bedouin is anyway in in the Palestinian area of the world. Um, yeah, the Middle East. Is that is that okay? It, really, I'm I'm a little cautious. Uh, one of my re, uh, recently one of lots my, of heat, uh, lots of, of wind, favorite, uh, lots of sand, lots of yeah. dust. So I'm being very careful. Because, uh, but uh, any, anyway, so let me ask you this, Dion. Do I trade in my bandana for a one of those? Nah, you know, I think I, I like the bandana. The bandana is a little more Americana. Again, it fits into that that outlaw individualist uh, I have type of vibe. I think rugged bit of Americana. I mean, I can't go a day without someone telling me. How so look, you got you got your bandana. Now you need you need like a little Roy Rogers cowboy hat and a cap gun and a badge. Yeah. One of those little badges. Uh, I, I have a badge story, actually, if I may. Um, what was it? it, it it's got to have been years ago now. I mean, I know it is. I was there. I, I, I take a stab at it maybe seven years ago. Anyway, I was in a hospital. Uh, long story. Not going to go there. But I was in a hospital. And this hospital had a, a, a like a like a visitor center, and like you could buy tchotchkes in it. It was almost like a like a tourist thing that was happening in this hospital. It was kind of weird. It was a large hospital, though, so I don't know. Anyway, one of the things you could buy there were sheriff badges, like pretty legit looking sheriff badges. You know that you could like pin onto your shirt or whatever, or it, it was even like a little like a clip that you could put it in uh, in your wallet if you wanted to carry a fake badge in your wallet for some reason. I'm, I'm really not sure why they were selling these, but th- these legit-looking badges. And I got one for me, one for my... and one for each of my two kids. I was in a hospital because of one kid. I got him a badge. The other kid, his younger brother, was along for the ride. This is a very background story. But anyway, got three badges. Got my two boys. They're my deputies. I got... We're all wearing the badges sign of solidarity, you know, and that's cool. I break away and I go down to one of these little kiosks. So they could, it's again, like a tourist tchotchke center and this guy's selling t-shirts and he looks at me and I look at him and he looks at me. He's kind of like sideways looking at me and he says, are you a bounty hunter? Cause you know, I'm wearing this badge on, right. on, on my check and, and, much to my credit, without skipping a beat, I go, yeah, I am. And he's like, oh, wow, that's great. You know, I watch Dog, you know, Dog Bounty Hunter. He's like, I love that show, and what you guys do is awesome. And I'm like, you know what, that's that's great to hear. It's good to hear, but uh, I'll tell you what, you keep your nose clean because the last thing you want is a guy like me coming after a guy like you. And he went, oh, yes, sir, thank you. Oh, nice. You played the role. You played the role perfectly. You can become a serial killer now because it's funny you mentioned the badge thing because last night uh, the wife and I were watching TV and we just got through watching uh, Murder Mountain, which is, you know, about the, uh, about the pot, cult- pot cultivation uh, up in Northern California oh. in Humboldt. But anyways... Uh, we're like, okay, we got to find something else to watch now. So we were just flipping around, and we went to Reels, you know, the channel, and John Wayne Gacy was on there. And they showed, like, this uh, picture frame full of these fake badges that he had. Some of them looked pretty convincing. So that kind of reminded me that, and it looked like, you know, it's like, okay, well, I'm going to this area. i got to have this type of badge if I want to go get my next victim or now, this or that. Or what did he use them as lures somehow? I, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, you see... There's one thing, like if you're if you're, uh, you know, a person that you purported to be, like John Wayne Gacy, uh, on the public side, saying that he knew all these politicians, he had a lot of pull, he was a well-respected man in the community. You know, sometimes um, when you do something good for 
uh, the sheriff's office or the DA or whatever. You know, they kind of like give you an honorary badge or something like that. I don't know if that's too, you know, but they they got to make sure. It's kind of like it's kind of like the adult version of when you give a when a cop gives a kid a sticker. Yeah, something like that. So you know, but I mean, I always thought that was some type of a tracking mechanism when they put a when they put a sticker on a sticker badge on a kid. I uh, they, yeah, them. yeah, I never took them. I never took them from the cops. But anyways, um, you know, like Elvis got a badge from the DEA. But I, I think ever since they gave Elvis a badge, you know, for, for the war on drugs, and then they realized that he was not the poster child for uh, uh, don't do drugs. Right, this that, might not go the way we expected. Yeah, I, I think... I think all these law enforcement agencies went, you know, maybe we just ought to reel this in a little bit. Maybe, you know, if we're going to give somebody like an honorary badge or something, we really have to vet this guy and make sure he's not going to use it for nefarious reasons. But uh, how, how legit is that? Is that like you always hear like celebrities and whatnot getting on, uh, getting honorary degrees mm-hmm. from universities? How legit is any of that stuff? You ever wonder well, about that? Well, I don't know. I mean, you could be like, oh, what is a, a Okay, because there are some people out there. Say like you went, say like you went to school for horticulture. You know, to be a horticulturist. You know, all of, you know about plants, about planting plants, about growing plants. Oh, plants! I was wondering you what know. a horticulturist. And then you have this guy over here that lives in the mountains that grows all these sorts of plants, and just he kind of trial by error he learns what plants work better in what soil, what to feed them, this or that. And so he just kind of becomes like this de facto horticulturist, and he has all this information that he learned on his own. So by the time when you get there, you actually would know a lot about horticulture and about things that come out of the ground. Right. And all of a sudden, on an when intimate you, basis. Yeah, when like you when not you, theory practice. Yeah, so it's like maybe this guy uh, uh, contributes something to the world of horticulture. Maybe he comes up with a different strain of of like flower or this or that, or maybe he discovers something, and they're like, "Wow, this guy doesn't have any formal education." But he really, really knows what he's talking about because he just learned it on his own. And he knows a lot more than maybe like the professors because he has actual uh, boots on the ground um, experience with doing this rather than, you know, teaching it from an applied lesson from a textbook or something. This guy's actually done it. And, and, and if he sits down in the class, he says, oh, professor, you know what? Um, I've tried that, what you're talking about, and that only works in a specific region. If you're talking about growing that thing where you're talking about growing it, it's not going to work. You know, so that's usually it. when how the guy... How do you know? Because I know. Because I know, because I've tried it, it doesn't work. I've tried it many different ways. And so what you're telling your students here won't actually work. They can't put it to practical use because I've done it. It doesn't work. This is how you do it. And boom. So then they go, oh, this guy knows a lot. We're going to give him a honorary degree in horticulture. This is very interesting because this is a thought I had that I wanted to bring up. It, it, not exactly a thought, but I think it, 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 it'll work if I, if I plug in my thought with this. And uh, I think we can have an excellent discussion. But I also think I need to do two things first. I need to tell another story. It's about a handkerchief. And then I need to introduce the show. And then I think we'll get started on oh, it. Oh, the handkerchief. On, on this topic. On this topic. So... I'm in synagogue, and uh, it's me, my ex-wife, and her, a couple of her friends, they're a little younger, they're about 10 years younger, actually. Oh, I thought you were going to say her future husband. And uh, No, 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 she never <laughs> did you? get off the synagogue. <laughs> no, just, your just ex-wife me. and her future husband. Yeah, 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 and, and, and we're sitting there, and uh, the, the one, one of the people we were with was having a little bit of the... Uh, of an issue. Uh, she didn't like being around crowds or something. You know, she's a head case. A little anxious. A little anxious. A little anxious. Whereas I prefer just not to see people. She really preferred not to see people. She's anyway, a little squirmy. You know, she, she, she was getting a little squirrely, a little squirmy, and she actually started to cry a little bit at how uncomfortable she was. She was having a panic attack. Right. So I reach into my back pocket and... You know, you, I offer her my 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 bandana, 
you know, it's clean. I mean, if it wasn't clean, I'm not going to offer it to you. It was just folded up in my pocket. It's always yeah. there. I, I still wouldn't I, have taken it. I, she had no idea what I was doing. Not not only did she make the conscious decision not to take my possible tainted handkerchief, but she had no idea why I was handing her a swath of fabric in the first place. Mm. Because I'm that old. Right. She didn't get it. Had no idea. And, and, and really, uh, like, this is not to throw shade on her. This is to highlight exactly how old I am in both theory and practice. And uh, my, 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 my then wife, who is soon to be my ex-wife, uh, who's still soon to be my ex-wife, this thing is Dion taking forever, um, had to like kind of cue her in through a panic attack about like what this weird old guy was handing her to, and, and what he had meant by it. Well, maybe she just wasn't in the proper frame of mind well, to be rational and go, oh, this guy's trying to help me, you know, because I got right, snot all over but, my but face then, and tears. she took it. But then she took it, right? Like it spent a little bit of time in my wife, in my ex, my soon-to-be ex-wife's. Uh, she's more, she's more of an ex-wife now than she was then. But again, still, you know, taking forever, man. But uh, the process. But uh, anyway, um, spent some time with her, and then she finally did pass it over to her friend, and her friend gladly took it, used it, and then um, we're mulling about afterward. And she goes to give it back to me. And I say, no, that's yours. Keep it. And I believe that is actually, this is a situation that actually, it prompted me to look into the etiquette behind it. This again, a few years ago. And and I played it right. You offer the, 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 the lady in need gets offered a crisp, clean handkerchief. And then once she opts to use it, that is in fact, hers. Now she's sullied the handkerchief. There's no way you could take it back. God knows what's on it. It's hers. Yeah. And it's just good to know that I played my cards right. So, you know. So, in that case, I mean back in the day, would one carry two handkerchiefs, one for you and say one for the emergency uh handkerchief use? Well, where know, you would have to hand it over to somebody I like that? I actually know my grandfather, my maternal grandfather, not my dad's uh, dad, my maternal grandfather, he would have two handkerchiefs. I don't know why I know this. Probably because well, he always go. had a joke about it. He had two handkerchiefs, one for showing and one for blowing. Mm-hmm. That, his words. There oh, you go. I mean, he, he used that line a lot. It proves it. Okay, so it proves my point, right? So you got one for showing and one for blowing. So the one for show, when you get into a situation like that, it's like, oh, I'm so sorry you're in, you're in a difficult way. Here's oh, a handkerchief. Here, here's, here's oh, a lovely keep handkerchief. it. Keep oh, it. It's okay. Story. I have another one. Yes. And, and you're telling me that they won't remember that? So I'm thinking I'm going to have some Capitalist Media ha- uh, handkerchiefs printed up, Dion. And I'm I'm going to go around, I'm going to start hanging around funeral parlors, um, tearjerker movies, once we get to go to the movies again. I'm going to hang around crying spots, maybe Weight Watchers meetings, all kinds of crying spots. AA meetings. AA, there you go. Oh, God. I'm going to get about, uh, I'm going to get, what's what's a unit of measure of handkerchiefs? I don't know. Like a, a, a drawer? I don't uh, know. A, a bundle? A bindle? A bundle, I, a, I don't know. A, 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 a stack? A ream? A ream? Of, of a, a hammock. A hammock of handkerchiefs. No, it's great. I, you know, and I think you should take it one step further. So you have your handkerchiefs and you go to these places. You really don't want to sit in the meeting, right? You don't like want to be in and amongst them to where you like have to pass one over. What I would do... Honestly, how entertaining is it to sit in on an AA meeting, though? You get the free coffee. See, I would be... Our stories. I would be on the peripheral. I would be on the edge. I would be kind of like watching it from the outside (sighs) in. And I would get like one of those T-shirt bazookas. <laughs> Just, if I see someone start to lose it, I would pop uh, a rolled-up handkerchief in there 
and I would just scream, incoming, and then, and then it would hit him in the chest. And then, you know, I would, like, wag my finger. I'm like, no, no, pick it up. That's, that's for you. That's yours. And, Use and it. And that person has a story forever. Right. As pertaining to a situation where they were shot in the chest with a capitalist media handkerchief. Right. Now you're going to get a monogram? Uh, oh, it, well, it's going to just be capitalist.xyz, of course. Hmm. All over in the little, you, you know, in the little design, the little paisleyish designs that 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 they have. I'm going to have right. these capitalist median squiggles here. Yeah, don't don't forget, don't forget the uh, the bazooka. The bazooka is a nice touch. I mu I must admit, and it's got to have a. You talk about a. I, I, I like I like multi-purpose tools. Uh, like it's I like, like a little air-powered bazooka. No, no, it, it just it has a ton of uses. Yeah, go get I like some PVC like pipe. Vaseline, you could use it for anything and hey, keep it clean, gentle person. Whoa, whoa, you whoa. Could use, you could use Vaseline for a lot of things. Just saying. You Does anybody use Vaseline anymore? For, for a lot of things. I, I do. I, use I, I don't for, think I've seen the past two generations use anything related to Vaseline. Well, like, like the jelly, the, the, the I, I I use it uh, I use it to take stickers off of books sometimes. Oh, you know it works for that. I use uh, Zippo Zippo fluid. Oh, that works. That works too. They have yeah. like a they have like an actual gugon that costs ten times more. Yeah, than no, no, no. You go get yourself a, a a can of Zippo fuel for like two bucks. Mm. You put it on the sticker. You let it soak in. It jellifies, and then you just peel it right off. Wipe you know, it down. Done. My my special lady friend, her uh, her, and I do have to intro this show and get to the topic, but um, just real quick, uh, my special lady friend, her father passed away recently, and she took a Odyssey of the Trek, uh, by air and by land to Ohio, to the old country, you know, the family's roots, uh, to to round up some of his belongings, and one of his some of belongings was a Zippo collection. Where's the old country? Uh, Be more specific. Oh, Ohio. Oh. Uh, 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 geez, I should know exactly. Uh, I thought you were talking about oh, like... Youngstown, Youngstown area. Okay. Youngstown All right. I thought you were talking about like an Eastern Bloc country or Ukraine no, or something No, like no. That. I was being cute. I was being cute. Um, anyway, so she comes back with a bunch of his stuff. You know his his remains. No, it's not his remains. That's a different thing. No, she came back with a bunch of his belongings, and like I said, among these belongings was a rather nice collection of Zippos. And Dion, I didn't realize how much I enjoy a good Zippo. She didn't give it to me. Those are hers. I didn't ask. That's ridiculous. But just she showed it to me because she figured I'd be interested in it. Oh, and absolutely, one hundred percent. They're incredible. So I'll tell you, there, there's, a, there's okay, so that you can talk about Zippos all day long for, like, lighting a cigar. I mean, a lot of people, they're just like, oh, my God, how can you do that? You know, you draw the flame in, and you taste the fuel, blah, blah, blah. Well, okay, if you're doing that, then you're technically okay. lighting your cigar wrong. You're supposed to be lighting it from the heat of the flame and not actually sticking the foot of the cigar right into the flame. Yeah, and, and, so and, therefore, and honestly, a lot of these people can't taste their ass from their elbow in the first place, so let's not kid yeah. ourselves. About so, I, I mean, when it comes down to it, fire is fire. You don't stick the end of a cigar right into like a torch flame. You don't do it to a match. You light it with the heat, the tip of the flame, the cigar, and gently you draw it warm, in. Not as you to draw warm, in. You yes. warm the tobacco. Right. right. And so uh, Zippos are perfectly good for lighting a cigar. And also they have an insert. You can make it into like a, what, like a lightsaber. I yeah. think people do it. Right. You know, like you need that to warm to warm dried leaves, but uh, no, it's uh, Zippos are perfectly fine, and the aesthetic behind the Zippo is incredible because I still remember growing up when I was a kid, all the cool guys, the slightly older cool guys, they had Zippos when they were smoking their Marlboro Reds or their Camels yeah, or their Kents. I remember one of the first aromas that and it just it smelled wonderful to me, and I don't know what it was, but like. You know, when somebody, an elder person, you know, from from back in the day, when they would take out their Kent or their, you know, Marlboro or whatever, and they would flip open the Zippo and they would light 
their cigarette with it. The combination, the smell, the first smell of that smoldering tobacco and that, that uh, the, 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 the fuel being ignited, that first initial smell, it was, it was cr- awesome smelling. Then, you know, the cigarette, not too much after yeah, that. The after smoldering smells a lot like a cigarette. Yeah, but know. that initial uh, explosion of aroma, that fuel igniting mixing with the the foot and the aroma of that you know that first puff of the cigarette i was like wow that's really that's a really really unique smell yeah and and mine was more of the visual aesthetic because like i said these were the older guys Mm -hmm. like my friend's older brothers like that generational gap or whatever it is and they were for whatever reason they didn't like they weren't self-labeled because nobody self-labels if they're legit, but they were essentially looking back, they were like a bunch of greasers. Like they all had the cuff jeans and the white t-shirts or the white beaters. And I kind of right. took that and ran with it to my adulthood now. But it, it was like, there was, there was, there was Zippos and Cadillacs. Like so the there was also a fashion. And they had Zippos. And it's funny you say that, right, with the cuff jeans and the T-shirts. I mean, I kind of grew up in, like, that, that post-rockabilly, you know, yeah, era. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, but that's a good way of putting it. But the, the thing that really kind of turned me off from it was all these cats. <laughs> you call them cats, right? Or right, 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 right. They, they would all carry Zippos. They all had Zippos, but none of them smoked. You know, they would take it out. They would, they would light it. They had lots of tricks. You know, they could take it out of their pocket in one fell swoop, open yeah, the can, yeah, open yeah, the cap on their jean, right and there. then light it and bring it right, up. Right, right. It's like they had all these tricks they can do with the zippo. You know, you can, you can hold it between your thumb and forefinger on the bottom. You know, where your thumb is, and two fingers on the top, and then you can, then you can like squish and flick it and light it and then you're holding the bottom of the lighter the lid is open and uh your 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 finger brushes across the wheel and all of a sudden it's it's lit you know these all, everybody had like these zippo tricks it's, it's like, like arthur fonzarelli smacking yeah. the jukebox and getting right. a song to play but it's like what are you lighting it's like okay so okay <laughs> so you don't smoke so you are a pyro or it's worse than a pyro a scenester Right. Yeah, a scenester, right. Yeah. Oh, they don't drink either. They're drinking they're drinking uh uh Coca-Cola's out of the bottle with a straw out of it and you know doing tricks with their Zippos. I want, you know, I mean, come on. It, right. Let's be honest. Let's punch that guy in the nose and get him out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and yeah. It, it Move along. that, but but I was lucky enough to have been influenced in my early youth by actual degenerates. Oh yeah. Smoke. And yep. thank God for that. Right. Saved me from a lifetime of posery. But l- l- let me go ahead and, and introduce the show and we'll get it going. And a uh, really cool topic, I think. And then one that we kind of touched on, you brought up, and that's cool. But Powered by Lugione Cigars at LugioneCigars.com. This is the unofficial and unauthorized. Disillusione D program podcast. Thank you, Jen, the persons for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe to the Capitalist Radio portfolio of podcasts wherever you are currently listening. Also, visit kaplowitz.xyz. As always, I am Cabos Media, and with me is Dion Giolito as I reach for my coffee. Owner of Illusione Cigars, Illusione Cigars D. In flavored deep in your mind, found out more at I L L U S I O and E cigars dot C O M. Now, Dion, that was a pretty long intro to the show. I don't know how actually long. it was shorter than most. Is it well, we're speeding you didn't lose my long. attention. Wow, it's weird because I kind of lost mine and I had to reach for my coffee and did the old man stretch across everything. But anyway, you mentioned like uh, with, with with people that uh, the horticulturalists, uh, people, uh, the difference between a person that does this is almost like a subsistence farmer or that just does it because they do it and a guy in a tweed jacket preaching how to do it from the pulpit of, of, of education. You know the 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 theory, the practice, and so here here's the deal, and this is where we circle back to taste. Um, I got a bug up my butt, Dion, with the growing popularity of canned wines. 
that, uh, hey, I should look into this. I should review a smattering of canned wine because I'm in a business of reviewing stuff, but I'm also in a business of reviewing stuff that occasionally I review because it's popular. Did People we do this? In it. Didn't we do this? We, we did, but hold on. I got really tired of the canned wine, no offense to canned wine, and I decided to, because uh, sometimes you have to swing the pendulum heavy the other way, I decided to revisit, uh, in, in a wine context, the old world. And I love me some Italian wines. Oh, yeah, the table wine. Oh, jeez. Anyway, yeah. so... I got a, we went to Costco, me and my special lady friend, where you can get a $50 bottle of Italian wine for eleven ninety nine. Thank you very much, Costco. And uh, it helps the search engines because everybody's looking up these Costco wines. You type in some of these wines and Google wants to finish it with Costco. Oh. And anyway. So you're not talking about the, you're talking about like the Kirkland brand or are you talking about like the Ernest and Julio Gallo? Like no, I'm, I'm talking about chunky cherry or hearty. I, 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 I don't, I don't want to, I don't want <laughs> it's Italian cupcake. It's cupcakeio. No, um, no. I, I, uh, I there's a, there's some posts set to post. Uh, I, I, basically, this week. What, what what is this week? If if we're time stamping it, I don't like time stamping. But to be uh, shortly after you're listening to this, if you're listening to this new, which is what's today's date, the 25th of January, I'm going to be doing a bunch, uh, a handful or so, a week's worth of Italian wine reviews. So I don't want to spoil them too much. But these are very old vineyards. These are very steeped in the winemaking process families, generationally speaking. They're much like cigars. When you go to Honduras, when you go to Nicaragua, you have families, Dominican, not even to mention Cuban, you have families that have been doing it generationally, and they just know how oh, yeah. to do it. They nothing just, over the top. Nothing, nothing terrible, but it's just something that tastes good every day. You can drink it all day, every day. And I have this thing, and I believe we talked about it before. I could taste struggle when I taste cigars. If there was a problem with the blend, if they had to blend something 84 times or whatever to get it right, and they couldn't get the leaf they wanted exactly. Right. I have a thing where I could kind of taste that. You could kind of taste the beginning you know, you could kind of taste the onset of it. You could kind of taste way back. And when you taste from the old world and from the old families, you don't taste that. You right, in the in old way, style wines, yeah. Right, in a way, it's oddly more progressive than the new upstarts because you could understand yes. the story starts right. later on. Does that make sense? Yes, so there's a great documentary that you need to watch. And so what these two brothers did, Ernest and Julio Gallo, was they kind of brought that mindset over from the old country mm. to wine country, California, and that's what they did. They didn't make anything hoity-toity, highfalutin. They just salt of the earth, made what they knew how to make, and they were very good at making it, and it was very good. Uh, it was it was very drinkable, and they were able to expand this operation. And you know, you look at like Ernest and Julio Gal. You look at the big gallons of wine or whatever that are sitting on the shelves in there. Right. And a lot of people might turn their nose up at it, but no, man, that is history. If it wasn't for those guys, California wine would essentially not be on the map as heavy as it is today. It still would without those guys, but those guys really revolutionized, those brothers revolutionized the business when it came to making wine and making it accessible and right. making it consistent and, and making and, it and, and making bringing, it taste good. And bringing a grounding of understanding yes. where, they, where you don't have to taste the wacky professor beginnings yeah. of, an, of an offering. You right. don't have to taste a, a certain someone uh, reverse engineering cigars in a Pittsburgh garage. You don't have to taste that, not to throw any shade on anybody, but you don't have to taste that. You could taste 
just an inherent understanding. You taste the, under, the struggle, the understanding, the history, the family of what uh, these two yeah, brothers the generations, did. The generations. Right, right. And, and trust me, you got this. You're in good hands. You know, Allstate, not a sponsor of Capitalist Media, but you're in good hands. You yeah. know, and, and you're in capable hands. And, uh, you know, this is... I, so I had a Chianti one mm-hmm. night, and uh, I, I like Italian wines. I like the I, I like the rustic nature. Rustic, that a lot of them have. fresh, in your face, delicious. Uh, Not I, the best I, wine. Vivacious. Like, I, like I, yes. I, I I keep seeing like like buxom women whenever I drink yeah, it. Yeah, it's Bebo. You know. It's full of life. Yes, exactly. And and but yet elegant too, and almost like like a. If you like Willamette Valley Pinot Noir, refresh your memory on a Chianti. Because right. to me, that's a, a Chianti is everything that a Pinot Noir I think there's some cross-sections in there. I think one can make a cross-section for sure. Right. And it just I'm speaking from a taste, not a horticultural. Right. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Right, right. Um, I, you know, I'm not going to get into all the varietals and all that into Mother Grapes. But it, it's, it's Pinot Noir can be an excellent Chianti kind of experience, but often it is not. I, I'm not a huge... I, I, I love a I love a great Pinot Noir, but yeah. I don't love a lot of well, Pinot Noir. Yeah, so that's kind of been my experience with Pinots, too. It's either there's really, really good Pinots, or they taste like white gasoline. You know, they're just... <laughs> yeah. There's like no yeah, in-between. Yeah, yeah. They're very, very the good, or... Yeah, or you want to pour it in your lawnmower. Exactly. Did I just have some watery moonshine? What what, what yeah. happened there at the end over there? What, was that witch hazel? I get witch hazel often, but um, Oof. yeah. So the so worst. the other the other thing, if I could, if I may be so bold in recommendations, um, Spanish wines, quite oh, quite killer way as well. And you talked about easy on the uh, easy on the bank book on, on Argentinian on Argentinian wines. You're going to get a lot of that exactly. that feel. You're going to get a lot of that uh, that that style. You're going to get a lot of that you know just heart and soul. And similarly of, to how I equate uh, Chianti with a Pinot Noir or vice versa, uh, building gaining in popularity these days Malbec. Yeah, the Sonoma area and right. Napa and all that, of course. But um, try a little bit of that from Argentina, maybe even from Spain. Yeah, I, I mean it, it's uh, you, so and and really uh, up in Walla Walla world, a little north of here, they have those big fruity wines, those big cabs. Mm-hmm. Again, try a little bit of Spanish wine. It, it's it's just interesting because we're the new world. We're the startup. We're the wacky professors. Some of us, like Willamette Valley, we're trying to replicate. Some of us, like Walla Walla, we're trying to reimagine. But always, it's in homage constantly to the old world. You and know, Coppola kind of did that, too, with a lot of his wines. You know, like he made that. Yeah, but, I mean, they were kind of, even his table wines, they were kind of expensive. You're like, whoa. I mean, what do you, you know, you're an old Italian guy. You know what an old Italian, you know, Italian table wine should be. It should be like an everyday wine. It should right. be something that the family it's drinks. It's groceries. Right. And then you're put, but you're, you're, you're putting it into this, you're elevating it into uh, this status symbol. You know whether right. it's price or advertising or which which is good. You know, I mean, and, he's protecting the brand, he's protecting market, his name, but the marketing is a bit garish. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, he's 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 done really really well. He's done fantastically well. Um, it's a bit Gurkha-ish. But what he's I think what he's maybe done was is he's he's taken the the table wine, okay, the Italian table wine, and he's kind of elevated it to like a status symbol or something that needs to be seeked yeah, out. And you know, but, but, you know, you don't elevate blue jeans. We've talked well, about this. You don't elevate but, pizza. But We've people do all that. the time. You know, I mean, you look at the brands that started it, maybe like Lucky Brand that started way back in the day when, when jeans were, you know, you go get your Levi Strauss jeans for 20 bucks, right. and then all of a sudden this $80 pair, $100 pair of jeans comes along from Lucky. Is it? They're, they're blue jeans, Okay. You know, and, and they don't look as nice because they got rips or maybe they're faded or they're doing whatever they're doing. They got that worn-in look because that's what yeah. the people want. They want the worn-in look on the jeans. So obviously that comes at a higher cost. 
But right. it seems like, you know, almost like what, and we've talked about it before, you know, Whole Foods taking fruit and elevating it to a status symbol. It's like, you know, that, that fruit came from, you know, Central America. You're selling this apple or you're selling, I'm sorry, you're selling this, this orange for a dollar. You know, you can go to California, you can go to the, you know, California orchards, you can go to Florida and you can get it for like 18 cents. Yeah. You know, it's like they've taken it and they've elevated it again to a status. So when you say, oh, well, this is not just any orange. This is an orange from Whole Foods. Or, 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 or perish the thought, an avocado right. from Whole Foods. Right, an avocado. Oh, my goodness. An avocado. Or a banana. Oh, boy. You know. Forget it. Uh, anyway, I just wanted to touch on that because you kind of mentioned it. And it's an interesting topic, I think, that... You know, like, again, not to put too fine a point on it, just stuff I've been thinking about, to not taste the struggle, to just taste the I got this, don't worry about it, nature of it. You could taste it. Not not too long ago, I had, uh, I, I don't know if you want to put any names out there, but I had a cigar that actually featured on the uh, Cigar Aficionado Top 25, the most current list. And I'm not going to say what it is, but... um. I was friendly enough with the blender to call him and say, hey, this is a decent smoke, but what kind of problem did you have? And he kind of chuckled and he let me in on, well, we couldn't get the leaf we wanted and the leaf we had didn't want to play well with this or that and we had to change this and that. I tasted it and I'm not bragging. I'm just saying like I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only one that tastes that and maybe people out there are tasting that and they're not realizing what they're tasting they're sensing it it's almost like a sixth sense you know and again you just don't get that when you get the steeped in history generational stuff you know the, the right. this goes with this it's very uncomplicated you know there's there's maybe it's it it, it, it it gives this message of simplicity, which is, you know, right down my alley, I think, with anything. Right. There was a struggle with this cigar I'm talking about. It was like a battle almost. It was almost like a war zone. Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Oh, sorry, you were, you were saying something. No, 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 no. But that's it. You know, getting back to the old world, the old style, the old country. You know, they knew what they knew, um, and they found what worked and they didn't change it, and they kept it that way for generations. Right. It's you know? there for a reason, and some people might say, oh, yawn, why don't you come out with not my grandfather's yeah. this? Yeah, this oh. is so boring. Entertain me. I want to be entertained. Right. Jump through some hoops and maybe yes. trip on a couple. I yes. Why must you bore me with, 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 with such of a, such things of a bygone era. This is right. clearly not what people want. Give me something. Entertain me. Give give me what I want. Learned precision. Yeah. Let let let's let let's try, let's try. I, I remember. Uh, I think it was a Far Side. It was a uh, it was a comic strip, and it was like you know we we uh, there. It was a boss talking to a new hire, and he's like, it wasn't a Far Side because it was multi-panel. But anyway. He's like, we hired you because you you don't know how things can't be done, so you get them done, and they go to shake hands, and the boss, after telling the new hire this, puts out his right hand, and the new hire that just doesn't know how things should be done, so he reinvents on the fly, he also sticks out his hand, but it's his left hand. You see the funny? We oh, know how to shake hands. yeah, the irony. We know how to shake hands. Come on, dude. We don't have to start at the bottom every single time for the sake of entertainment and whatever. Uh, but, yeah, it's just it's smooth. It's timeless. It's elegant. And it's easy. And you taste the easy. I've talked a lot about tasting the struggle, tasting the battle, tasting the war zone. But I haven't talked a lot about the opposite, about tasting the the security, the easiness, the elegance. Yeah, yeah, the comfortable shoe, the warm blanket, not the one that you know that that costs ten times as much, and 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 it's got a nice little label on it, and it's and it's the end thing, and and you're constantly scratching yourself because it's a scratchy blanket. But oh, you have to have it 
because the, 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 it's the, the blanket to have. The significant other that you've been with a bit and she's already heard you fart. It's okay. You know? It's comfortable. No, I, I don't I don't I, I don't really see the analogy there, but you uh, hey, you know. You could fart. You know I, I'm still not taking up the analogy. But it's, it's it's a level of comfort uh, to be able to fart. In front of a significant other. Well, I, 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 think only, I, I mean, I can't be the only one that 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 is that one one of the first to, one of the first thoughts when I enter a new relationship is when exactly yeah, am I going to be able to fart in front of this? I person? think it's bad manners. Whether how no matter how comfortable you're around somebody. Well, I, you know, I like to think we're not judging each other on this program. To be honest. All right, all right, no, no judging. Okay. Well, how about uh, anyway? Sorry, I just got a message. So, uh, are, are we done here? What, what are we? What are we up to? I have no, no idea how long we've been recording. No, we got to keep it's going. Always, it's always such a pleasure. I think we do. I mean, I'm pretty sure we do. Well, we got to keep going. Why did somebody pay us to do this? Do do we sign a contract? No. Oh wait, you're disillusioned. Yeah, illusion. Illusione cigars. Buy some. But, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, I'm stuck there. Like, well, you know, get, I'm, I'm a bad guy for farting in front of my, give my the old, look, I think what the message is, is like, give the old things a try, right? Go back because there, there, there is history. Wait, are you, calling, there, my, something are you good. calling my special lady friend an old thing? No, I'm, no, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying circle, it. circle back around and, and relive the horror that was, you know, that was you, that portion of your life <laughs> but you know i mean with, with with like things i mean it could be wine it could be food it could be cigars i mean don't just chase after the newest and the latest and the greatest with anything because you know when okay i'll i'll, I'll talk about let's talk about you know you go back into like let's look at general cigar right and they have you know an extensive portfolio right and they had brands like, you know, the original Macanudo uh, green, you know, white and green box and Partagas yellow box. I mean, that Partagas yellow box, that Partagas number 10, you know, that Churchill size um, or the Almirante, which is more, you know, like a Lonsdale-ish size. I, I, I mean, I went back and I had one of those the other day and I'm like, man, this brings me back to a moment in time when these were the pinnacle and they're still good. You could still smoke them. You still get satisfaction out of them, and and and. But it's like people like lose that focus. You know, they lose that um, thing that tied them back to what brought them in in the first place. You know, I talk about. You know, it's like everybody says, "Oh, Macanudo." You're, you know, well, I, I I'm smoking this cigar made by, right. you know, by right. this you know by this little factory over here, and right. uh, it's, blah it's, blah it's, blah. It's like, well, it's, you, our, it's an artistic boutique. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like I I'm in the circle of no, I know something. You know, I found this thing. You know, so now nobody knows it about me, except for me, and so therefore I feel better about myself. And you know, because right. nobody know. But anyways, those, those going who back, no, no, how's that? Yeah, been? right. Uh, and know. it's like, but you know what? I mean, I bet the first cigar you ever smoked to get you in, you know, was was the Macanudo. I mean, that springboarded many, many thousands, hun you know, tens of thousands, hundreds, whatever it is, into the wonderful world of cigars. I have nothing bad to say about a Macanudo because it brought people into our culture. It introduced people right. into what we do. Partagas, same thing, did the same, you know, did, was, was along the same I'm, lines. I'm a big fan of Punch, and I often get grief Punch, the same thing, the Punch Rothschilds, double Maduros. And I'm Maduros. not even talking necessarily Cuban. I'm talking right. Punch. A, a good, sturdy, dependable smoke right. that you could find excellent enjoyment in. Right, the old Villazon brand. The whole thing, you want enjoyment. You want to, these are luxury, according to the IRS even, these are luxury products. Mm -hmm. And and you want to enjoy it. And how are you going to enjoy that luxurious moment that you're gifting yourself right. when you're uneasy? It it. it the first step, the metaphysical root of enjoyment, is to be at ease, to be yeah. ready to accept that experience. Be at ease. Be in the moment. Exactly. And, and it really, uh, I haven't talked about it publicly yet, but it's something I've battered around and it will happen. I want to 
really more than review, almost uh, perform a written critical analysis of these old brands that nobody, that the cool kids don't write about. And I have my short reviews, I have my medium couple of paragraph reviews, and I also want to, uh, you know, critically analyze, like critique in the strictest sense of the word, meaning like I want to find its history within the industry as an offering. These old brands, uh, I want to I do this in-depth review, analysis, critique of a Macanudo. Let me tell and, you something. And the heck with these guys that want to chase down the latest 300-run production of some fancy boutique with an inkjet printer yeah. label on it. You know? You, know what's, you, you know what's even more fun than that? Getting into the time machine. I know there's n no such thing as, like, really, except maybe, I, I know the Pope has a time machine. I know the Vatican is sitting on a time machine right now. Well, most of, most of the reptilian overlords are those people yes. that are... Or those but people that are really close to them. Have everybody, yes, but everybody has a time machine, okay, whether you know it or not, okay? So this is the time machine it, I, I want you I to get into. Is, no, no, let me tell you. I'll tell you what it is, okay? If you out there in the listening audience want to get into your own time machine, go down to the liquor store. Get yourself a gallon of Carlo Rossi Paisano. Okay, get yourself a, a gallon and don't put it in a wine glass, put it in like one of the little juice glasses, you know, that like the little glass juice glasses that you would get like going into a diner, the little tiny ones. Mm. This is how the old, this is how the old guys drank it. You pour a little bit in there, you get yourself a Toscano or a Toscani oh. in, the, in the little yellow box. You light that Toscano, mm. you sip on that Carlo Rossi Paisano. And you are transported back in time. And everybody has a time machine. And Correct. I'm going to tell you exactly where to locate it. It's front and center in the middle of your face. It's your nose. That's your little personal time traveling machine. That's memory. And it's your, that's, yeah, it's that's your nose. That's your, it's that's your biggest. Closely tied to memory. Exactly. So hop on in there, you know, before allergy season fully hits. You know, we've had, circling back to weather, we've had some weird weather. I'm getting my spring allergies in here in January in the great uh, Pacific Northwest. I, I've had, I've had oh, my, wow. I've had my fall allergies since August. <laughs> Oh, that's great. That's great. Oh man. So so I I think Dion, we've imparted quite a bit here. Yeah. Under the yep. guise of nothing. Right. I mean, if you keep giving if you keep packing, if we keep packing each and every one of these disillusion AD programs with so much nothing, right. eventually that's a heck of a lot of something. Right. If my math holds. I don't know, I'm not a math guy though. I'm more of a creative than a math guy. I'm more, I consider myself to be somewhat of an artist, if I, may, if I might say, um, an innovator, a, a somewhat avant-garde in nature. Yeah, would you go, say? go find the time machine. Go find that time machine. It's what right I want in you front to of do. Your face. Yeah, you get the Carlo Rossi, Paisano, and your Toscanis. There's a time machine. You go get your Cuddy Sark. You go get a little. You go get a little bit of soda water. I'm not talking about the quinine. I'm talking about the regular soda water. And then you go get yourself a five pack of the uh, Dutch Masters Panatellas with the Candela wrapper on there. Is it still available. Time machine. Still available. Time machine, yes, you wow. can see those. Now yeah. I don't know the correct name that those Dutch masters were, but you you'll see them no, immediately. I know, what you mean. I know exactly everybody knows what a pan panatella is. You, there's little five packs. They got the candela wrapper on there. You get that. You get your cutty and soda or your cutty and water. CVS. I remember them being like a drugstore find. They are. They are. Oh, wow. You can still find them. They're out there. That's Time cool. machine. Not only that, but you get like a seven-foot receipt from CVS that you could do whatever yeah. with. You could do like projects with it, like collages and whatnot. And I, I'm going to go do that. I'll tell yeah. you what, Dion. That that's I, I got to walk. I got to walk my dog, right? 
I got to get my kid through uh, Zoom school, and then you know what I'm doing. Right after that, I'm yeah, you're gonna nap. go get you're gonna no, go get your cutty. I'm, I'm taking a nap. Then I'm gonna get my cutty, and I'm gonna see if CVS still has tobacco. I'm gonna ask for it, and I'll probably be thrown out. Black velvet would be good. It's a little. It's a little more. It's a little more. Oh, that's a, upper that's on a the bit, scale, but get the cutty. Let's 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 let's, yeah. let's hold it back. Get the cutty. Get the cutty. Oh man, and I'm excited and all over again about my idea of uh, reviewing. Because why? Why don't more people review those standards? What? What is? What? What? What's wrong with that? Because what? mainly, you know, I mean, we're all creatures of habit, right? We can do what we do and want what we want, but we're really driven by guys like you, and or guys like Half Wheel, or maybe Coop. Or something like this. Please, I got please, the newest, the latest, the greatest. You got to try it. But don't mention me in the same vaulted breaths as. All right, all right, Cooper, 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 It's just right. little old me. All right, Cooper, little old me. So who do you think wins, Rush or Journey? Uh, are, are we off the air? Uh, we will be in a bit. Thank you for listening, gentle persons. Stay tuned for more of all this from Cap Lewis Radio. Love you, Coop. Amazing. I, I didn't like that one. I didn't like that one.